Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. Uh, This week, my guest is Troy Anderson. Uh, Troy, if you want to give everyone kind of an intro to yourself, and then we'll uh, we'll get into this. Sure. Uh, We've been uh, building and, well, rebuilding, remodeling, and just started this year building uh, houseboats. Uh, they're down in Lake Powell, so northern Arizona, and um, working with real estate investors on that end of things as well into the point of setting them up for Airbnbs, uh, VRBOs, uh, different things like that. It's kind of taking uh, Airbnb to the next level um, and pulling, getting it to do... Uh, pulling it out of the hat, I guess, uh, to where it's not, it's different than what everybody else has out there. Um, we're working on a boat right now for Key West. So there's some things going on there that's going to happen. And all of that has also transpired and turned into building container homes and tiny homes as well. And so we just opened that up this year, actually the end of last year, uh, here in Northern Utah. So, uh, with both ends of that, we're moving right along. It's awesome. It, like this is one of those topics that's so exciting to me. Um, so for the houseboats, let's let's first start with that, and then we'll get into the tiny and container homes. Um, but houseboats as an Airbnb, like, are you starting from scratch with these boats? Are you taking a boat and retrofitting it, or what does that kind of look like? Depends on budgets. The boat that we're building for Key West, uh, we have a half million dollar budget on that boat. That one's going to be from ground up. Uh, which means we go through, I've got an engineering team that does all my structural engineering. We do aluminum framing or steel framing. Um, And I also have an architect who does all my 3D drawings. I do all my designing with my clients myself and then pass it on to our team to where they have, uh, we have a set of plans, the whole nine yards to where we can go through with surveyors, um, inspections and different things like that to where um, everything's crossed and dotted as we go through. Most of the boats that we're building are not the big, expensive, crazy boats. They're going to be 50 foot and smaller. Um, We're wanting to try to cater to to a demographic that's not necessarily being hit right now. And that would be in that capacity of 50 foot and smaller. Um, There's on Lake Powell being the biggest lake on the West Coast, pretty much, uh, and the Colorado River. Uh, there's lots of houseboats in Kentucky. There's Tennessee on the East Coast. There's tons of um, bigger houseboats out there as well. Uh, but we've we've kind of found a niche to where um, that 40 to 65-year-old niche um, where kids are gone. They don't need an 80-foot boat, um, a little 50-foot by 14, 16 wide. Uh, seems to work really well to where a couple could handle it very easily, especially where we have summertime here with storms and stuff like that. Um, We didn't want something so big that they had to feel that the clients were nervous about being in their boat or um, hesitant of taking it out or feeling like they need, you know, 10 people to man this boat if they do get into a storm. Uh, So that's kind of the niche that we found. And a lot of it is budget. Um, We work around people's budget and that's, kind of a different thing where most of the the big industrial companies that are building boats and stuff like that, they have set prices. Um, when we start our conversation out with clients, um, my, one of my first questions is where's the budget going to land? I don't want to design a half million dollar boat if your budget's 300. 
so right off the get go, it's not a take it or leave it. It's let's work around your budget. Let's, you know, we can do anything from a hundred thousand retrofit all the way up to a rebuild. That's, you know, 250,000 to a brand new boat that could be a half million. Um, we do a lot of newer products inside. We can uh, do a lot of our own uh, mechanical work. So like motors and stuff like that, we can rebuild them in our shop on site, uh, which is at Lake Powell as well in Page, Arizona. Uh, and just give a whole array to where we don't want to leave people out of the box. For example, we just want to be able to work with them and, and put something together to where they can enjoy it. Um, and we were in this all day long in the summertime, especially. So it's not like we're a boat manufacturer that doesn't have the experience on the water uh, during the summer. We're on the water. And so we know what works. We know what doesn't work. Uh, we know how to fix things on the spot if we had to. Uh, and most of our boats that we've been working on have stayed West coast. So we've got some boats going down to the Phoenix area. We've got boats going into the Colorado area, um, Northern or Northern Utah area as well. And then the Tahoe and California side as well. So um, we've kind of stayed more of that West Coast side of things yep. at this point um, and expanding. We're opening up a transport company right now uh, to where we will have the capacity to transport houseboats. And I've already got a connection on the East Coast as well. Uh, so I can transport from Tennessee, Kentucky, anywhere over there, over to the West Coast or vice versa. This is cool. Um, before we had this talk, just from your conversation, I'm picturing something different. But when I started, I was picturing a box like, you know, those houseboats that are just basically you have to tugboat them in and they don't actually move. They're basically a barge. But now it sounds like you're talking about like a 50 foot, like, you know, actual like powerboat or like, you know, a cruising boat. Right. Um, it, it, do you do both kinds or is it all like they're like they look like real boats? we can do we custom build so yep. on a design side of things for example um we've got a couple different models so kind of on the northwest side being seattle and portland side are a very contemporary boat clean lined into the grays and the blacks and that that kind of more executive type feel of boat um, we're working with people down in lake travis in texas right now to where we're building more it's we're calling that boat the maverick okay and so we're taking the the areas of the nation and putting things together to where we have different themes i guess you could say yeah uh, lake havasu is a big party scene so we're building a party barge for that one um and that'll have a full bar on it and stuff like that uh, as we get into new england states uh, i would imagine we're going to get a little bit more yacht feeling uh, a lot of wood uh, mm -hmm. versus what we would do in seattle um, the Key West boat, which is down in Florida, that is a very Caribbean feeling boat. Uh, we've got a, we've actually designed that one with a four by four glass floor in it, uh, that, that glass is removable. So kids can dive in underneath the boat from the inside of the boat and then come back up into the cabin itself and not have water off, not have an issue with water or anything like that. We're using very different products in there and how we're setting that up to where it's the Caribbean area. It's it's going to be warm most of the time of the year. Um, and it works out really well. Now, the one thing that's kind of interesting is we've got, um, being the Airbnb, VRBO side of things and real estate investors, liability is a big factor and insurance. And so, uh, for example, the um, Key West boat, that one is going out without motors. So essentially it's going to be a floating house or a floating barge. And that's where we've come up with um, 
the company that we that we um, have been in or that we designed four years ago is called Last Chance Houseboats, being that we were just remodeling and rebuilding boats. Now we've this last year we've come in and we are exclusive yacht houses. Uh, and this is now the new boat section of things to where we're building uh, brand new boats from ground up, designing them however they want. We've got a pontoon manufacturer out of Indiana that supplies for the whole nation um, to where we can build any size of pontoon that we need to, to satisfy the weights and balances of the boat. Uh, being that we're only 10 minutes or so from Lake Powell, uh, where we build these, we end up uh, dropping the boats in the water a couple times during the production side of things to where we can set them in. We can see if they're listing to one side or the other, if they're heavy in the, the aft of the boat or the bow of the boat. And we can make those adjustments as we're going um, and also test the boat before they even go out or we ship them out anywhere. We can, we'll take them out for a full day and test them, run them, run the generators, run the systems, uh, air conditioning units. There's all kinds of things that we need to do and take care of on that end. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> you, this might not be your side of the business, but for like Airbnbs, if you're going to run these as an Airbnb, like do marinas have an issue with this? Um, having, you know, people coming in and out. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a new coaching program. I believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past. What we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. What I'm doing right now is offering a discount code on the course. I want to have it so we have a nice full group in order to do the deal analysis and to work through our problems together. Um, if this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com coaching. When you get to the website, click on the course and type in the discount code April 2023. This will get you 500 bucks off for the month of April. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States, and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast. Yes and, and no. Um, we've talked, so on the East Coast, going up towards Boston area where there's a lot of uh, inlets and a lot of marinas and stuff, we've had probably about 25%. Um, we're at the point of, yeah, that's not a problem. We don't have an issue with it. You're going to get more kickback, 60 to 75% of, of, they just don't want the riffraff on the, in the marinas. Mm -hmm. They want the family side of things. Um, the, you you start renting these things out and all of a sudden you've got the punk kids that are yeah. trashing the place or the music's too loud in the evening or whatever it should be. That's where a lot of it is going into that factor. Um, so we have our client, you know, it's a whole basis of, it's no different than the tiny homes and container homes. You've got to get permission from the city. You've got to go through HOA stuff. Same thing with the marinas. You've just got to go down, talk to the marina owners or managers, see if they're cool with it. Um, if they have the biggest thing we found uh, slips are another story of trying to find availability. East coast is much easier than a lot of the lakes here in Texas, Lake Havasu and uh, Lake Powell. Um, but being that we have a smaller boat and we can custom, we can make them 12 foot, 13 foot, 14, 15 foot wide. We can make them however wide people need them to be to where if they find a slip and say, this is the size of the slip. Okay. We can manufacture a boat to that versus just having, sorry, we only do 14, 16, 18 
uh, foot beams. So there's a lot of, like I said, there, we can build everything to where we're kind of just customizing around exactly what somebody wants, just like a custom home. Yep. You, know, you, yep. you can build whatever you want. And like legality to this, like, um, do the tenants, like if you're an Airbnb tenant, do you get to drive the, these boats around? Like, do you, do, are they expected to be sort of parked there? We haven't had, we, the Key West is our first boat that we're going to be working with a real estate investor on. Yeah. Um, and that one specifically won't have motors because you get, it, for one, you're on open water in the ocean versus a lake. And so your atmosphere, your changes, especially down in Florida and everything with hurricanes and everything else going on. Um, we work with State Farm. And so I've got an agent that we can work with nationwide uh, for insurance purposes on those ends uh, to where we've kind of set up a package to where um, we kind of just let people know, here you go. This is who you talk to for this here. We'll take care of the survey and the, that way you can present it to the insurance company. Cause a lot of the real estate investors don't know a lot about boating. And when, you know, you, the way that I see it is a real estate investor can get online buy a house in Colorado from Utah, don't need to see it. They know the revamps, the cost that it's going to cost there. They get a general contractor there or they get a management company or whatever it is. They don't have to do much except for let it run itself and they don't have to go see it. The boat side of it makes a lot of our real estate investors somewhat nervous because it's out of its work. But on the flip side, when you're when you've got a neighborhood, for example, Lake Powell, that has over 300 Airbnbs and all these homes look the same, that they're renting out, there really isn't much difference there. It's 150 a night or something to where if we had a boat on the water, um, which I already know the boat in Key West is going to rent from anywhere from 1000 to twelve fifty, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 a night. Oh. Um, so yeah, there's more work involved on that end um yeah. and probably crossing and dotting your teeth insurance isn't that big of a deal but once again you've got to somewhat interview the people that are getting on that boat um and know who's getting on it because but these boats won't have motors so any you know if they're partying and stuff they can't take the boat out yeah. um you can lock it down uh with chains versus just locking it down with ropes with the cleats uh, yeah. there's ways of doing it to where they're not going anywhere but it's just that you're giving that experience. You know, most people don't have an opportunity to be on a houseboat. Um, yachts are expensive. Nobody really rents them out at a decent rate to where they can go spend a weekend for three grand or 2000 bucks or whatever it is, have the boat to themselves. Uh, this particular boat uh, was designed around just couples. And so um, there is a height of bed inside for like a couch type thing for kids. But this client specifically wanted, he wanted to reach out to upper end um, business clients and business couples to where they can come out for the weekend. Um, they're not going to trash the boat. They're just coming out to relax and kind of have that experience of being on a boat, being on the upper deck, having coffee in the mornings. Yeah. And just just get away. Um, yeah. And and being something that's brand new and not something that's beat up or, or used or anything like that. And we go through the design process with them. We can modernize it all we want. We can put the, we can put everything and just downsize it, but everything that a million dollar boat has, I can put inside a smaller boat. That's not a problem. Yeah. Um, full solar, we can do that as well. But if you're hooked up to the marina, you're going to be plugged in. You have water all the time. You've got power all the time. 
And then we have backup generators. So if the marina goes down or anything like that, they can turn on the generator, charge batteries if they needed to or anything like that for emergency usage there. Um, the only... Okay, continue, sir. We don't have any kickback just yet with the marinas being that they don't have motors. Um, that's one of the things, some of the marinas that we've talked to have required motors for the fact that if we had to get those boats out of there for an emergency, you'd need a motor to get it out. Um, the Key West doesn't have an issue with that. They've got boats down there um, without motors now, and we don't have a problem putting motors on them. And that's not that big of a deal for us to do. It's just whatever the client wants us to do. Okay. Sewer, how do you deal with the, the like, I'm guessing there's like going to be a tank to collect stuff. Is there like a boat that comes to collect it off of your boat? Or how do you get rid of that? Most of the time on all the lakes, uh, like the ones, we got two boats going. Well, we got one boat going to Navajo Lake in Colorado and another boat going to Lake Pleasant in, in Phoenix this year that are both rebuilds. Both of them are going out without motors. Um, and these are private boats, not going to be rental boats. They're going to be personal boats that they're just going to get to the lake. They can put their ski boat up to it and have a nice place to stay for the weekend. Um, and all of these boats have holding tanks, just like an RV. Yep. Um, and there's a boat that comes around and it just comes and collects the sewer and they just plug into it and um, okay. dumps it in. The bigger marinas, some of them have um, hookups just like you would for an RV hookup that you just hook right into it and it goes and does their thing. Uh, but the majority of them have a boat that just comes around when you're ready type thing and just dumps and fills and does whatever it needs to do. Awesome. That, that's cool. And what's the cheapest boat? Because I know we were talking like, you know, you were talking half million dollar boats. What's the cheapest boat that you would like even consider making? That's just because I know that's going to be a question people ask me. With today and this, and a lot of it depends on solar. A lot of it depends how you're going to use it. Um, your base boat, uh, base price for a 40 to 50 footer, you're probably starting base price about 250 to 300,000. Okay. With right. motors. Yep. Okay. No, it's cool. This is uh, this is really exciting stuff. And honestly, I think this is something I want to do myself. I think this would be uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, I'm going to change gears a little bit. Um, honestly, I didn't even know you were doing container homes, but I'm actually in the market of shopping for a container home. So, uh, what do you, what do you kind of offer in container homes? And is there like a, a shipping radius? Like I'm, I have a, a piece of land in Ohio that I want to put uh, a shipping uh, container home on. Is that, uh, is that too far? Does that even make sense with something that distance, that kind of distance? Just to a point from what we found out the last six months, and this is, this the container home side of things and tiny homes has all come to the around the full circle with our real estate investors because instead of turning people away and saying hey we just do houseboats sorry we've been pushed the last 12 months or so from these real estate investors say hey i love your boats but i don't want to be in the boat scene i don't i'm not comfortable with it da, da, da. but can you build me a tiny home can you build me a container house can you do this in something that's more unique than the normal stuff but uh, but not on the water. And, right. and here's another aspect as well. We've got two or three investors in Southern Utah that want to take old boats that are not insurable anymore, which we can pick up for you know pennies at that point. But they want us to transport them onto their property in Southern Utah, where you have all the big national parks and everything. And they want the boats just set on the on the ground. 
Oh. And they're going like, to do that way. They can do all their, they can hook up to sewer, hook up to power, super easy. They can remodel it on their own schedule and however they want to do it, or they can have us do it. And we transport it over to them. And then we just set them right on blocks or right on the dirt. Um, and then, you know, some of these boats have great upper decks already. Some of them need more cosmetic work, of course, than others, but they're not insurable anymore because they're on steel pontoons. And so if the insurance company isn't going to insure them, we've got people that are it's no different than as you come up to what we call highway 89 here in utah uh, where you have bryce canyon zion canyon national park um you'll drive up and you'll see a uh, an airbnb spot that has railroad cars yep. and they're individual cars and they've been remodeled and these are what people are trying to do now is you know they need to they feel like they need to better up the next guy and nobody has houseboats on land to where they can still gain that, you know, this is what it feels like to be in a houseboat. You can use the upper deck. You can use the slide to slide down into a sandbox or whatever for the kids. Um, we've got some guys that are also putting them on lakes or ponds on their own property. And then they're running their own sewer and power. And they don't, you know, it's their own property at that point. And if it's floating, that's even kind of cooler. You know, with the sunsets that we have here in Southern Utah, it's it's a pretty big thing so um on the so these real estate investors with them asking us to do this about six months ago we started looking more and more into tiny homes my background in trade is natural stone being a fabricator of natural stone in vegas and then also being a general contractor and doing remodels and additions here in northern utah um, with kitchens and baths and stuff like that so we started working on the the direction of um container homes to where we found out that here in salt lake there's a business called the container girls and they are a big social media um, they have a big social media following and they uh, they sell containers and so we're working with them directly and buying containers and containers are what we buy is one trip containers so they're manufactured and they have one trip from china or where they wherever they've come from to the states and then they're brought up here. So we don't have the smell issue in most of these. Most of them don't have dents in them, which I'm looking for because we we paint the exteriors. We can put cladding on the exteriors. We can put siding on the exteriors. We can do all kinds of stuff, um, especially if we're putting them in a neighborhood with HOAs and stuff. Uh, Southern Utah has been a big one. We're working with a developer to build 200 container homes, almost a 200 container home community down there right now. Okay. Um, but one of the aspects is that it has to be very similar to the homes that are built around there. And so we'll use the inner sides of the containers and, and we can put anything on the exterior. We can even stucco the exterior if we need to. We've already looked into that and have that system set up as well. Um, but that's kind of how the containers evolved. And realistically, you're talking a 20 foot or a 40 foot container that's eight foot wide and generally eight feet taller. If you get the high ones, they're nine. And it's no different really than the size of houses that we're made, we're building for houseboats. And so that's in the, and I don't have to worry about weight and balances now, like I do with houseboats to where I can put weight in these. A normal container weighs about 8,000 pounds empty. Um, but we, once again, it goes through our engineering for our structural side of things. Anytime that, that's one of the things that is somewhat unnerving for our end because we're fighting it all the time is that people are putting them out there. Oh, we can build it for 20,000. We can build it for 15,000, whatever it is, but they don't understand the fact that they think it's a shipping container. It's going to be structurally sound. It'll be fine. But once you cut a hole into that container, into the corrugated steel, you've got supporting issues. 
And so now it's more than just cut a hole, put a window in it. Um, it's no different than building a home where you have to have headers in place and stuff like that. We've actually teamed up with a manufacturer here in Salt Lake City that will take and have, they do all their own CNC framing. And so they take a spool of aluminum at it can be 18 gauge, 20 gauge, 22 gauge, uh, all depending on structural side of things. And they'll take a spool of this, run it through their machine, and they can build and manufacture our home uh, for a tiny home or for a con uh, the interior side of a container home. Or we're doing this as well for our houseboats now instead of using wood framing. Um, and it tells me my, the weight of how much it is. I can build, have it built in sections. They build the headers. They build everything out of steel. Um to where now I don't have dry rot issues on boats. Um, I've saved weight issues because the weight side of things and plus the cost of two by fours two years ago or so with mm -hmm. COVID and everything and the wood that comes down from Washington, a lot of it's wet. And so you have different weight issues that go on with wood that you really can't control. Um, and then as wood dries, of course, it splits and does all kinds of funky things to where now we're controlling it with the steel framing. Um, yeah. So that's something new this year. The new, we just sold a $450,000 build uh, boat that's going to go down to Phoenix. We're going to be starting that one here probably the next month or two. And um, that one is going to be all steel framing on that one. And they call it steel framing, but it's like a galvanized steel. So it's not the heavy steel that everybody's used to, uh, like I-beams and stuff like that. This is almost just like aluminum framing um, that it's just pretty much screws together. It's a whole system. Uh, that we're doing so we're doing for example right now we're getting ready to sign a contract for a project out in sonoma california that is uh there's going to be well this one contract will be 10 tiny homes they've given us the dimensions we're having trailers custom built they want them on trailers and we're using steel framing so i've got the trailer manufacturer my uh, steel manufacturer my structural engineer together for setting up the plans and we're putting it all together to make that work and then there's, if everything goes well with that one, there's 70 more units that they want to put up towards Yosemite. So this is a big Airbnb rental developer that we're uh, working with on this one. So yeah. moving on to all that, we can put them on trailers. We can um, put the containers on our trucks. And then generally we don't put them on slab because we do, we can put them on slab, but generally about 70% are going on concrete pylons. And so yeah. our structural engineer will tell us, okay, here's the length, width, the heights, the um, PSI of concrete we need to use, the whole nine yards there. We set them down. That way we have a crawl space underneath for plumbing and stuff like that. If somebody wants to put it on a concrete slab, then we have to raise the floor of the bathroom to where we can run the P-traps and everything under there. Um, we can get wall mount toilets to where they... Um, the drains will come right out of the sidewall versus out of the bottom. Yep. Uh, there's different directions we can go. We don't use, we haven't had, been hit up yet on compost toilets or anything like that. Most of our, our stuff has been pretty high end the way that we design them and stuff. So most of them has been residential stuff. And that's the other side between our houseboats and the tiny homes. There's so much correlation between the two that houseboats, most of our houseboats have um, solar and some, not, most of them are not 100% solar, but enough solar to run AC units and stuff like that. We get clients all the time, Montana, Wyoming, um, South Dakota, anywhere these hunting areas, especially like Northern Utah as well, that want to be off grid. And so 
uh, we can do a full solar system and build it to where my, um, we have a guy that works or that lives in St. George area in Southern Utah and he builds our solar system. I tell him, here's our appliances, here's the load values, here's what many Watts we're using. Just give him all the specs, he puts a package together and that's our solar package. So it's not like we're going out and just buying solar panels and inverters and chargers and trying crossing our fingers, trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's all put together to where if there's an issue, I have somebody to make a phone call and figure out that issue. And then in both res in uh, container homes or tiny homes and houseboats, we're setting it all up to run off of 110. So normal outlets, just like you have from Home Depot. Yeah. Um, the wiring in boats need to be marine applicated wires uh, for wiring and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, we can run regular fridges just like you get at Home Depot, normal oh, stoves. Yeah. Uh, so all of our stoves um, in the tiny homes, we've been running electric because it's easier than running, having another line of propane and stuff out there. Houseboats, there's going to be propane for barbecues and everything anyway. So we can run gas or electric on the stoves. Uh, microwaves, uh, full ACs. We've done most of our units in our boats and our uh, tiny homes have been the mini split systems now that are out to where that makes it easier. Um, we we have the one right now with four mini splits on one big condenser, but we order those and they come in and we just set them up and put them together. And they're super quiet, super efficient. Um, they work really well. So uh, as we get into transporting, how you talked about Ohio, right now we've been transporting for the West Coast. Uh, we're just now getting started with things to where things are just uh, coming into the loop of stuff and we're getting our semis put together, the trailers that we want to get together, the CDL licensing and everything. Um, but eventually what we've been finding, and we've been talking to somebody even all the way over in New Jersey, uh, where we've been, they wanted a 10 container home. It was about 4,000 square feet. Their house had burnt down. They wanted us to design it. And at that point, you know, we'll put the design together. We'll put the container configuration together to where we can cut out the holes, do all the, uh, framing inside and the structural work of it and then transport it. And then they would have a general contractor uh, finish it out there on site versus us being all the way on the East coast. It doesn't make sense, uh, especially warranty wise and stuff like that. So we have capacities all the way up to that to where we just need a crane and they can drop the containers right off. And it's no different than being at the port or anywhere else with a crane. So that's pretty easy to do. Is the price points kind of the same for the container homes compared to the boats? No, no, you're, we, most people when, especially here on the West coast where they're using them as an Airbnb or an ST um, or a VBRO yeah. or STRs as well. Um, most of them have been one container, two containers. Uh, we have a couple here in cities here in Northern Utah that uh, we're putting them as what they call an ADU unit. Um, and that is just a uh, like a mother-in-law suite or a guest house or anything like that. That's when they're getting to be maybe two to three uh, containers uh, put together. Uh, but most of our stuff for Airbnb stuff is the people want one container. They want it to be able to where we can do 90% of the work in the shop, load it up on a truck, bring it out and drop it. And within a day or two, they're ready to rent. Okay. That, that, that's interesting. Um I had to measure my lot, <laughs> but I'm thinking I might need to have two containers together. I had a house that burnt down. So I was just to, to plop something yeah. back in that same spot. Um, and and for, for price point, it would be cheaper to than the boats. 
So yeah, when we start with our eight by 20 units, our base pricing on an eight by 20 is right about 35,000. Okay. And then there's delivery on top of that and setup on top of that, because everybody mileage wise, we go off mileage just like most trucks. And so we could, you know, it could be whatever. What we have found is that there's not a lot of businesses or companies that are actually making, there's a lot of one-offs, you know, I'm making one in my backyard and stuff like that. And I'm going to sell it. But business-wise, we've been getting a lot of calls, especially working with the container girls out of Salt Lake. They, on social media side of things, they get referrals or they they ask for referrals all the time because they can't find anybody that wants to build these or that has the capacity to build them or the knowledge to build them. So that's where we've come to the point of, okay, transport's not a big deal. We'll just, you know, here's our base price. We'll add on transport at the end or within the budget to where we know, you know, okay, Ohio, this is the city plug it in and do our thing. The nice thing is with houseboats is we generally have to get special permits because of the heights and the widths to where container homes are all going to be eight foot wide. Uh, and they're all going to fit with on a semi trailer, or we can even pull them with, you know, a 350 dually on a, on a gooseneck. So um, those things have made things a lot easier on our end versus boats and boats get expensive to transport. Uh, not nearly as expensive as what, um, or the container homes aren't nearly as expensive as boats. Now, as we get into like an eight by 40, which is the next size of container home, the base price starts right around 55 to 60,000. And when I say base prices, they always include the design factor. They always include a full kitchen, a full bathroom, a bedroom. Um, like uh, in a 20 footer, you're only going to get almost like a studio. So you'd get a bedroom side of things. Sometimes we'll do a dividing wall. And then a small kitchenette, a small little living room, and then a full bathroom. And the full bathrooms are still eight foot wide by five, six foot deep. And so it's it's no different than a size of what is in a normal house as a secondary bathroom. Most normal houses are five by seven uh, for a secondary with a full bath. So we've tried to keep it to where it's convenient and feels good, but you're going to give to get somewhere. You're going to have a smaller bedroom or you're going to have a smaller bathroom if you want a bigger kitchen or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the 40 footers, generally we're getting, we've just, we've done for the developer in St. George in Southern Utah that we're working on the 200 homes, we've designed three different prop, um, models for them, all 40 footers. And one of them, they all have almost 14 foot long kitchens. And so you get into a 14 foot long kitchen, that's, for the most part in a 2000 square foot house, those kitchens are usually 10 by 10. Yes. So we're doing decently sized kitchens in these. And then some of them, we always design around a king bed. Um, and then some of them have a bath and a half. Um, some of them have an office. Some of them have two bedrooms. We can design anything around those. And then we can, the cool thing with containers, we can connect them. Yeah. And so we get a lot of people that kind of want a U shape container and then have a roof that comes over it to where there's a patio in the middle um they could put a, a fire pit barbecue area sitting area kind of just having a whole different side of things there but the nice thing is with the steel engineering and the steel framing that we're working with we're kind of doing a hybrid now to where we'll do two containers on each side and then the back wall will be framed out and maybe because maybe they want a little wider than eight feet you know, so if they want 10, 12 feet, we can frame in the middle because the cool thing is with the steel framing, we can weld that framing to our containers. Right. right. And so now we've, we've evolved into something 
off the beaten path, but that's what we do. We, we like the custom side of things. We like to push the envelopes and push the buttons. Being that we have a structural engineer set aside um, that does stamped plans, we can take these plans. And most of the time, the cities are going to be involved. Uh, most of the time, they're going to, you're going to have to pull a permit, at right. least here in the state oh, yeah. of Utah. And being general contractors, that's not a problem for us. But we found that we want to deliver a package when we go to the city, because if I walk into the city and say, I want to put a container on the house in Northern Utah, people look at containers and they're hammered they use them for storage. They use them for farming and all this stuff. And they're like, you're not putting that eyesore in a neighborhood. And so what we've done is we've come to where I have 3d drawings. I have stamped plans. I have an architectural setup. I have the site plan uh, or the plot plans. Right. Um, and and present them and say, we want to put an ADU on a piece of property and here's what the finished product is going to look like. And most of the time we get guys that are scratching their head like, holy cow, this is as nice as a regular house. Yeah. And then, you know, we tell and they may ask how we're framing it or whatever we're going to be doing. And but we tell them we're modular and we build most of it inside of our shop and then we bring it out and drop it in place and, and hook it all up or weld the containers together and then finish them off. Um, we've come up with systems with electrical and plumbing where we can come in from one unit to the next and kind of just, uh, cut them off, leave them long. And when they connect, we just use a junction box and tie them all together to where we're not having to run electrical and all the other stuff on site. We can do all of that in our, um, in our shop. Uh, we build our own cabinets and so I can build whatever we need to. And we, we started building our own cabinets with houseboats because normal cabinetry from a cabinet manufacturer are they're just heavy yeah, uh, because yeah, they are. and they're just too heavy for our boats. And so we've been into building our own cabinet boxes with uh, half inch plywood boxes, being that my background is natural stone. We're doing quartz and granite on countertops all the time in our boats. And so we've been able to offset the weights and stuff like that uh, because I can do lighter cabinets that will still stand or withstand the weight of a countertop being an inch and a quarter countertop or whatever. We just started moving into the porcelain slide of things. Porcelain countertops are somewhat new, uh, but we can get them in half inch thickness. And the the weight factor is huge. Um, they're just now coming out with more and more colors, just like a quartz to where pricing is starting to drop down as China is going to jump into it. I'm sure here pretty soon, besides the big manufacturers that are out there, prices will come down like with quartz as well, but it's given us an avenue to where I can pay attention and put weight somewhere else in the boat versus having all the weight on one side into a kitchen. Hmm. My last question I got that I wrote down here is insurance for these container homes. Is that an issue? Um, like do they do insurance companies? Are they, they cool with <laughs> these container homes? We found insurance hasn't been an issue with what we've done because we're building it just as an ADU. Yeah. Um, so we haven't had those issues because we followed all the rules and the codes right. to get there. Um, we just got certified with RVIA, which is the RV Association, um, where they go through and they send an inspector out and they inspect as we go along and everything. So everything's done correctly there. Um, and that's going to be helping a lot with the insurance side of things. Um, being that we've built a lot of local stuff here within a half hour of our facility, we've done um, a majority of on-site builds instead. And so having inspectors come out it has not been an issue because it's, it's just like a normal house build. It's no big deal or a room addition or anything else from there. Um, 
interestingly enough, from what I've been told, we we should be seeing something from Freddie Mac here pretty soon for ADU units, yeah. which for now financing is going to be much easier to get because banks and credit unions right now, it's kind of tough to get financed on those things there. So um, yeah, ADU units or con- I guess you'd say container homes in general is still pretty new. It's still pretty new to Utah. Um, people are getting it, but if it's, if they're done wrong in the beginning and they're not structurally done and everything else, I can see them just putting the hammer down and saying no more. Um, if we have businesses like ours and others that are certified and that are getting, uh, you know, the ducks in the row and paying attention and getting the permitting and doing it correctly, it's, it's going to go places, um, just because of the uniqueness that can be done to them. And people want, you know, it's not for everybody. And we get that a lot. We, you know, an eight foot wide, how you can do anything with that? It just feels too tight. We get that, but it's not for everybody. You know, then, and that's why we said, okay, let's do a tiny home division as well. Because if we can't fit you in an eight by 20 or an eight by 40, and you just feel too tight and you want a loft, say you want a loft with um, normal trusses and stuff yeah, to where we can totally build that. And and realistically, price point per square foot isn't that different from a tiny home to a container home when everything's said and done. When you cut a container home up and have to weld in all the structure and still, you're still framing the interior of that container home. Right. You're right. still doing spray foam or closed cell spray foam insulation. You're, there's a lot that you need to do. And a tiny home, it's going to be about the same. So we've been finding anywhere between the 200 to $300 a square foot in Utah anyway, or West Coast. When you get into California, that changes, but pretty much Arizona and Utah, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, it's all been within that base price around around $200 a square foot, upper end, um, $275 to $300 a square foot. Yep. And when, when we talk about upgrades, we're talking, there's not a ton to upgrade. We can put heating systems in floors, uh, especially for the cold side of things here with the other thing that we pay attention to is snow load. Um, you've got Tahoe right now that's gotten beat with snow. Uh, we've gotten our amount here. Colorado's gotten a great amount. And so with the structurally, structural side of things and our engineering side, we can engineer roofs to be correct. Instead of just having a flat roof, we'll have one with a pitch on it so it can hold snow loads. Um, and then you have granite countertops, quartz countertops, upgraded cabinets that we can do with soft clothes, hinges, dovetail drawers, the whole nine yards, tile, bathrooms and showers, anything that they want on that. Because I don't have a limit of weight. Right. And so generally we're finding that when we're all said and done, we're running right about 15 to 20,000 pounds with everything inside. And then they'll have a regular, I can stub them out with 30 amp or 50 amp plugs, just like an RV. Or we can put an electrical box with a hundred amp service and just tie right into that when they come in. Now, the the thing is on container homes or tiny homes, we have our clients have the water, sewer, and power already in place. We, We have it all out on the site plan so everything ties in right. But all that needs to be done along with the foundation work. But the cool thing is while they're doing that, we can be building in our shop the units to where as it comes together, we're done over here, we're done to over here, we bring it out within a week's time, it's ready to go and you can be renting it out or living in it. Um, that, that's the bigger factor of things there. We found that um, we can build a 20 foot unit within about four to six weeks in our shop. 
and a 40 foot unit we're building within about eight to 10 weeks, depending how busy we are. We're getting in the busy season right now, which Airbnb, VRBO and STRs winter time is one of those things to where we're building because everybody wants it ready to go for April, May and through those summer months for the West coast. Yeah. And so the busy seasons right now, um, and through summer, um, houseboats, the busy seasons off season, which is our winter time. And yeah. so it, it kind of works really well between the both of them, uh, for what we have going on on both ends of that for winter and summer. So it's not a seasonal option. Awesome. I love this. Well, I'm sold. Um, I'm going to probably send you some, some information to see if you can fit something to fit on my foundation. Um, but, um, if people wanted to, you know, you didn't ever mention, I don't think your company name, how do they find oh. you? How do they, how do they track you down if they're interested to learn more about this? So with what we've got versus 20 years ago with advertising, social media has kicked in and I ran my first or my last four or five businesses strictly off social media, um, mainly mainly Facebook for the demographic side of things because houseboat side is generally at 40 to 65 year old. Uh, we're more into Instagram with um, my container and tiny home business because the younger families or younger kids are more involved in that. Plus it's more affordable yeah. um, with the interest rates and everything right now, it's just out the roof. So um, the other thing is I do have connections for in-house financing on the container homes. Okay. So I have a private lender that we work with on that end and we're working with getting financing put together. So when clients, uh, we can send them to different places. We're not set up with that just yet, but it's coming. Okay. So the houseboat side of things, you can find us on Facebook, uh, which is exclusive yacht houses okay. slash last chance houseboats. And that's in Page, Arizona. And okay. then the container and tiny home business is out of Northern Utah and that's Las Casitas. So L-A-S. Yep. And then Casita, C-A-S-I-T-A-S. -S. Perfect. Um, and we're out of, uh, that's out of Kaysville, Utah. And then my, um, we, I do all my own sales and all my own, on, even on both ends of it, I do everything myself. So uh, people can reach out to me directly as well. Um, if they want to email me, they can email me to my personal email, which is troya614 at gmail.com. And then uh, I've got a cell number of 385-515-3947. Awesome. Well, I will be reaching out because I have a spot, like I mentioned, that I'm trying to sure. do. And uh, I'm sure that you're going to have a lot of people that are interested in this. I think this is a, a very affordable product and it's, it solves a solution. Um, and it's, it's just, it's cool and it's trendy as well. Well, and we've got, so on the North Northern side of the States where the hunting is and stuff like that, we're actually designing a refrigerated semi-trailer oh. for a guy that does um, his business is taking people out in his property and going shooting, going hunting and taking groups out like corporate groups and different things like that. He was looking at a motor home that was going to cost about 300,000 to be able to fit people comfortably, like six to eight guys yeah. and move it around on his property to different locations for hunting and can come to find out, you know, once you're 300 grand and you scratch it with a tree or whatever, kiss yeah. it goodbye. Yeah. And not, not only that, 
RVs just aren't big enough to have the size of beds and everything. So what we've come up with is a 53 foot semi trailer that's refrigerated. So it's insulated already. It's up off the ground enough to where I can put holding tanks all down the bottom. We can design it because it's an empty, it's a container. It's right. simple. So I can design it however he wants to design it. Windows, the whole nine yards, put full on hundred percent off grid solar on top. Cool. And with all the holding tanks, and we're talking 300 gallon holding tanks, you got six or eight guys out there that, you know, for a week, you need some holding tanks. So put all that in everything refrigerated, everything being your normal residential appliances inside uh, bedrooms, whatever size he wants. And, uh, and, and he's in, I think, right. He's just under 200 with all the solar because everything's a hundred percent solar, yeah. but and he can pull it around with the semi tr uh, truck wherever he wants. If it hits a tree, he doesn't care because it's a container on the outside. You repaint it after two or three years and paint it again. So there's some really cool different directions of things that we're putting together and ideas and being in the houseboat industry and converting over to this as well. It's kind of just meshing both of them to where it works really well. And it, it gives somebody an idea to where it's very out of the box. Um, and we're not the type that says, no, we'll, we'll figure it out and work around budgets and work around whatever you want to design and you can design it and we'll build it. So it works out pretty cool. I love it. This, that's a great attitude to have too. It's a problem solving. Um, Troy, I appreciate this. This was great. Um, thank you for coming on this show. Um, of course. I, I really appreciate this. It was great. Well, maybe we'll hit, hit up again as we get a little busier and we can throw some designs out and some different things down the road. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your time. Thanks again.